My name is Marshall Teller. I knew my new hometown was going to be different from where I grew up in New Jersey. But this is ridiculous. Nobody believes me. But Erie, Indiana is the center of weirdness for the entire planet. <gasps> Item. Elvis lives on my paper route. Thank you, little paper boy. Item. Bigfoot eats out of my trash. Item. Even man's best friend is weird. Still don't believe me? You will. Listen to the Oh I Had That podcast. I'm Joshua, and tonight's pretty exciting. We got a special Halloween episode for you. I'm joined by Justin. You may actually let me say this. You may know Justin Shenkaro from the likes of Erie, Indiana, where he played Simon Holmes. You may know him from Hey Arnold or even Picket Fences, which was another classic TV series. But Justin, we're we're happy to have you here. How you doing tonight? I'm fantastic. I'm so happy to talk to you guys. I'm a fan. Oh, thank so, you. So uh, excited to talk about the '90s, <laughs> my favorite decade. Oh man, you and you, a decade you were killing it <laughs> on the TV <laughs> screens. Um, yeah, I yeah. wish I wish we were back there. What's going on? <laughs> Can we just revert back to the '90s? Oh man, we're all just carefree and not worrying about. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it's the end of October. It's the spooky season heating up here for Halloween, and people love to pop on some eerie Indiana to get kind of in the mysterious uh, unknown mood that the show brings. And it's it was been one of my favorites, but it had kind of a, a weird history. So uh, tonight, actually, we were going to plan to talk about one specific episode, but it would be cool to hear about kind of uh, that show a little bit from you before even beyond that episode what it was like and how it um i mean i remember it for like 91 92 i think is when it was on but then was it a fox kids or someone picked it up later in the 90s right yeah yeah absolutely so i'm happy to give you a little bit of history i'll, yeah. I'll even go all the way back to uh auditioning for erie indiana oh yeah so <laughs> i actually had to go on 12 auditions to get the job. Wow. So the way it works is you go to like the casting director, if they approve you, then you move on and you meet the director. If they approve you, then you meet on the producer. You have to go see them a few times. Then you go see what we call the money people. That's like the production company that, oh, that yeah. ponies up all the all the money for the show. <laughs> then if you're lucky enough to pass them, you go see the network who was NBC at the time. So that's crazy. Twelve auditions, I'm eleven years old, finally get to <laughs> NBC and it's between me and one other guy and uh, I get the call from my agent saying that they didn't decide between either one of us. They're going to start auditioning again. Oh, so I'm like, no. what? Oh, so man. Out. So like a month later, I get a call saying NBC wants me to come back and audition for the part against somebody else. So fortunately, I get the job. Um, and, you know, they say the rest is history. 
I mean, it was my favorite show I've ever worked on. It was an absolute blast. Of course, Halloween, October is my favorite month just because October 17th, a few days ago, was my birthday. Oh, happy birthday. Thank you. And then Halloween in general is just a blast. Um, Erie was, you know, we were just such an incredible family. Uh, the, the creators of the show, Jose and Carl, you know, this was like their first show that they created. So it was their baby. We were all, you know, the crew, the cast, we were working, you know, long hours, but we just absolutely love what we were doing. And it was so fun. We were on, you're right, 91 to 92. We did, I think we shot 19 episodes. The crazy thing was that NBC put us up against 60 minutes. Mm. Now, 60 minutes... <laughs> You know, at this point right now in 2019, you know, it's still on the air, but it's not a hugely successful show. It was well, a juggernaut, right? Like, Yeah, 1991, it was the number one show on TV. Yeah. So, you know, we unfortunately had a very bad, what we call time slot, mm-hmm. uh, where we were, you know, up against the most powerful show on television. And uh, we didn't have a great lead in, which is the show before us. Mm-hmm. So we were in a really tough spot. And... You know, NBC at the at the end of our season, we weren't doing so great in the ratings because you know it takes a while for an audience to build up to a show, and we were we were a cult classic. The critics absolutely adore the show, um, but there was a switch in the president of NBC at the end of our season, and unfortunately, you know, when there's a, a new sort of leader that comes into effect, a lot of times they let go of the other shows and they bring on their new crop of shows. Oh yeah, you got to have their ideas in there. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So we were done, so. But then in 2001, Fox Kids ended up bringing the show back because I think there were some executives at Fox Kids at the time that had been big Erie fans back in the day. Wow. And so they, you know, they brought us back. And so we were the number one show on Fox Kids for an entire year. And it was one of the top shows. That's why they ended up doing. The spinoff, which I don't know the name of that show in Canada, but that was a disaster, you know? I think you so, could find it. They actually have, like, on iTunes, but they call it Erie, Indiana. It was like, but there's, like, a, a subtitle to it. Right. But it's like don't Eer- watch it. Erie it 2. <laughs> <laughs> well, was it that was it that late, 2001? Because I, I vaguely also remember, like, Burger King or someone had Erie Toys in, like, 98. Wow. And I think it was... Fox Kids like was branded on the toys. So you know what? You could be right, Joshua. Maybe it was '98. I thought it was 2001, but it could have been '98 that that Fox Kids brought us back. So I remember they that's... had a Forever Wear toy where the little okay. twi- the twins pop out of the little container. <laughs> How scary is that? <laughs> oh man, Forever Wear is one of my favorite episodes. But what a uh... blast! That that was our pilot episode. That was the first episode we did. Joe Dante directed that. Of course, you know, he's yeah. a phenomenal director from the Gremlins, just a, a, an incredible movie director. So we were so lucky to have him come on board. And That's uh, awesome. That's great to, I mean, at 11 or whatever you were then to work with somebody like that is probably in itself a treat. Absolutely. <laughs> he was he was a giant, total visionary. And uh, yeah, I was extremely fortunate to work with him and so many other of the, the you know, our great cast and crew and Everybody, I was extremely fortunate to work on the show and just loved every moment of it. Yeah, it's it's and it's still it's one of those shows where you it still holds up. It's not as it, some shows get dated after yeah. a certain while, but this one's still just like kids in this you know kind of small community like running into all this spooky stuff, and it holds up. And the 
the stylized uh, elements that come into play or something that still right. play through well. Um, yeah, I mean, you could see it on Amazon Prime now, and I was just yeah. actually rewatching an episode, and I'll tell you what, it holds up. It's great. Like, yeah. I got into it. I mean, you know, I was like, wow, this is so good. It's so fun. It's it's captivating. It's interesting. You know, I've been trying to bring this show back for a couple years now because <laughs> yeah. Twin Peaks, Twilight Zone, X-Files, you know, I mean, obviously the success of Stranger Things is like everything from that genre from the 90s has been rebooted. So I, I really want to bring Eerie back. I think it'd be amazing to bring that show back. Get uh, Marshall and Simon together as adults. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That'd you know, be awesome. Let, let the Eerie weirdness continue. Who knows what happens in the new show? It's like now we have our own kids and we're oh, in cahoots man. with them. I mean, there's all sorts of weirdness that can happen. Oh, for sure. So for for a Halloween episode here, me and you were discussed before the podcast and we selected uh, ATM with a heart of gold. Yep. When dad created Mr. Wilson, the friendly automated teller machine, he had no idea what was going to happen to Erie. Welcome, friend. I'm Mr. Wilson. Please enter user identification number. Everybody's heard of the savings and loan scandal. Well, what happened to my best friend, Simon? even weirder an episode that was just spooky enough for us to get into and kind of we both rewatched it and just maybe discussed that episode and some of your experiences filming it but um god this is such a good one it's so quirky and weird and you know simon gets to be front and center yes and be king for a day as he says exactly <laughs> king for a day i'll tell you what a blast it was shooting that episode i mean you know i remember going up to the to mr wilson who was the teller and uh you know, Francis Guinan, who was the actor, he had, he did, oh, yeah. you know, he did all the voice for it. And I remember we were in the soundstage and he was doing the voiceover for it. And then they, you know, Mr. Wilson is spitting out all this cash for me. And I was like, man, I was 11 <laughs> years old. I was in heaven. Welcome, friend. Please enter user identification number. S I M O N. You know, I programmed Mr. Wilson to be not unlike myself, so his success is not only a boost to the company, but a nice compliment to my ego. That just came out of the Mr. Wilson. It's a real 20. Ooh, uh, you, you must be mistaken, Simon. Uh, maybe somebody dropped it. Oh. <laughs> Keep it, kid. And scram. Everybody knows money can't buy you happiness. But Simon was about to find out money can buy you big, big trouble. And then, you know, Simon, who was always, you know, Simon was the sidekick to Marshall and always looked up to Marshall like a big brother, best friend. And then, you know, finally here was an episode where you got to see Simon just become sort of king for a day and he was like the you know the big man on campus and i got my i got my new shoes you know i was 
I was doling out twenties to all the all the guys, all the girls. You know, I ordered all the big all the the biggest ice cream. Yeah, I rode around in a limousine in that episode. That was definitely the first time it had ever been in a limo. That I thought was super. Oh cool. wow! Oh yeah. I know they cut they cut to like uh, Simon standing outside of the limo with the the babes yep. you send into the mall. Oh yeah, but <laughs> trust me, in between takes, I was eating that limousine. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, I was I was laughing so hard they they come out of the worldo stuff with the troughs of ice cream. Yeah, I'll tell you, rewatching that episode was so funny because I'm looking at myself and I'm thinking, man, everybody around me at that time was so tall, like all the you know, oh, funny, yeah. all the hot girls, all the guys. <laughs> I was like so small in comparison, which I think played really well and funny for the episode because I was yeah. like you know the one doling out all the cash. <laughs> yeah, the small kid. So I don't know how it was, and you said you were around eleven. Yeah. Um, what was Omri at that point? I think Omri. He... I think he was sixteen. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you couldn't tell. I mean, you, I would have guessed you both were around the same age, even though they had you playing at what I think nine years. Right. Old. I know. <laughs> yeah, we were we were really good buddies when we were working together. He was a great guy, and uh, yeah, I think I was eleven. I think I was like eleven, turning twelve, and I think. He had just turned 16, so there was a pretty good age gap, you know. At that age, it's a pretty yeah. you're pretty different. But we were buddies, you know. We'd be hanging That's out great. and had a great time, especially you know in that episode where I got to sort of be the star and be front and center. Um, it was, you know, I mean, it was it was so yeah. great. It was, I mean, world of stuff. I remember going into that place, and in between takes, they had a bunch of ice cream. So, I mean, ice cream is like my <laughs> favorite dessert in the world. So I was eating more ice cream than I could even move. I had the biggest. I thought it was. I had the biggest tummy ache, but I just fought through it. <laughs> I thought it was kind of funny how um, they have they call the world of stuff, but then that guy's in there uh, selling ice cream yeah. and candy and sneakers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Saving <laughs> hall, but here in Erie, we've got the Worldo stuff, the place that invented one-stop shopping. The Worldo stuff is run by a weird guy named Radford. Every time I saw him, he was in a different disguise. I can't prove it, but I think he's in the witness protection program. So, if people don't know, I mean, I, I definitely would say go watch this episode. But just a little overview: uh, Marshall's dad is an inventor, right. and he invents an ATM uh, called Mr. Wilson that's more of a personable experience. You have a screen with a like a computerized, almost like a Max Headroom type face right. uh, on the screen that'll interact with you when you're taking out money or giving a deposit. And Simon, kind of looking a little lonely in this episode, approaches it and not having a bank account, he types in his name and Mr. Wilson kind of takes to him uh, some of the, the humanistic qualities that um, – Mr. Teller had put in the machine come out and to everyone's surprise, he's, he's kind of more than just a computer and, uh, starts giving money to Simon without, uh, even having <laughs> an access code. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so as you said, he becomes a king cause he's got all this money to burn and he's just buying his friends up. Now you and, uh, Simon and Marshall are hanging out with a couple of guys called, uh, Nick and Eddie. Yeah. Now, Nick, we we would know from voicing Aladdin sure. and a Steve on Full House. Yeah. Um, I I wasn't sure the the Eddie character. I he looks so familiar, but what was that actor's name? You know, I I wish I I should have looked this up. I'm sorry, I don't remember. Oh. He was a great actor. Um, but I don't recall. Yeah, his they name. were both so like playing up like the the early '90s stereotype, like the surfer kind yeah. of dudes. But total <laughs> like, jerks. Whoa. 
whoa, come over to my pad. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I know. Uh, there was there was a funny line in there where they're the guys are like rolling up to their houses on the bikes and they're talking about his parents being out of town and his brother's uh, girl new girlfriend is isn't a girl she's a woman right <laughs> exactly uh, simon's not really kept picking up on that but he wants to be down with everyone he says let me know if uh ace's girlfriend <laughs> is a is a woman or is a girl or a lady right right <laughs> i just so wanted to belong with the older kids you know and then, i did like yeah i i did like how they kind of uh had Simon in some like even like baggy clothing that looked like maybe it was hand-me-downs yep. and like he's maybe like a, a lo- lower income kind of family and then you hear his parents kind of fighting and so he's kind of on the downs and outs like kind of sad and alone because um, Marshall takes off with the other dudes and leaves him by himself oh, yeah. and that's when he starts interacting with Mr. Wilson take down pass it around Hello, friend. Please enter user identification number. S I M O N. Hello, Simon. Nice to see. Nice to see you again. How are you? A fine, B pretty good, C. I've been better. Well, keep your chin up. Tomorrow's another day, day. Please select your banking transaction. Huh? Help. Wait! Mr. Wilson! Remember, Simon, I'm here for you. Have a nice day. Yeah, well, that was part yeah, of that you... was part of Sam. You know, Simon's character is he was he was definitely a latchkey kid. You know, his parents uh, were troubled and they were always fighting. And you know, Simon yeah. was sort of off on his own in Erie, Indiana, figuring out all this weirdness until Marshall showed up from New York and you know, fortunately, uh, you know, became Simon's best friend and Marshall's family sort of took him in. So like you said in this episode when Simon has to sort of wander home it's pretty sad and but fortunately he finds uh Mr. Wilson who sh- just starts doling out the cash <laughs> some some Somalis if you will That's right. <laughs> you know? I I I heard that in a few different episodes they refer to money as Somalis. Yeah. I don't know if that was like a eerie specific slang that the writers made up for them. <laughs> you know, I'll tell you. The uh, yeah, I think Carl and Jose, the two writer creators, they uh, they definitely had, uh, a, you know, their sort of uh, inner jargon language that the two of them got along with the writers. But also it harkens back to a lot of shows from, uh, you know, the 60s and 70s, Twilight Zone, Close Encounters. Um, you know, there's a lot of sort of references to famous sci-fi film and television from that era so somalis who knows could have been even could have (laughs) even been an inside joke from one of those that we just didn't catch up on but yeah we always had fun things to say in the script yeah so uh, this episode was fun from start to finish you simon's having a blast with all this cash and comes to realize the town goes bankrupt yeah because it's not some uh, slush fund. <laughs> or I think Simon calls it even like a slurpy fund That's or right. something at one point. <laughs> yeah. No. So it's actually the town's cash that he's 
Mr. Wilson's given him to spend on Sky Monsters and a million bucks. <laughs> that's a lot of zero. Yeah, that's crazy. So yeah, Marshall and Simon have to pack up all that cash in in us uh, uh, Marshall's newspaper delivery bag and go make some deposits. So if you will, I don't know. I don't want to go back to being regular old Simon. I like regular old Simon. I mean, look at you, the way you act, these clothes. We used to hate guys like this, but I got all these new friends now. No, you don't. Hey, Nick. Huh? What's this guy's name? Oh, dude, what are you kidding? It's my old pal money bag, <laughs> No, really. What's his real name? Hey, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot too, man. This slipped my mind. I'm Simon. Simon, oh, yeah, that, that's, that's cool, right. man. I we'll knew take that. Take it easy, Simon. I Later, Mark. We had no choice but to stuff and lick a deposit envelope for every man, woman, and child in Erie. Simon would never be the same. Neither will my tongue. So they, right. the end of the episode, they're putting all that money back into Mr. Wilson. It kind of short circuits Mr. Wilson, and he goes out of commission. <laughs> yeah, that was a bummer. But, I mean, it was hard for yeah. me to put all that cash back. I'll tell you, <laughs> even though it wasn't mine, I was just playing that character. I thought, come on, Simon, just hold on to it. Just hold on to like a yeah. hundred grand. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a fun one. It was. So, it was a it was a blast. It's definitely one of my favorites because, you know, I was right up there front and center. I got a ride in the limo. I got all the ice cream I wanted. I got the you know, I was the cool man on campus for a. Uh, for a hot second, <laughs> but then of course Marshall in the episode, you know, when the other two sort of older kids come around, they don't even know my name. They just call me Money Bags, and Marshall's like, "What's yeah. his name?" And it's they don't even know I'm Simon. So that's when I realized that you know, money doesn't buy happiness. I got to give the money back. I don't want to bankrupt the town, and you know, I got to be the good old Simon that I was. I can't be sort of the jerky, uh, jerky kid. Nobody wants to be around a person like that. So there's good morals in it. But and Simon Simon gets to have kind of the uh, the last nail in the in the coffin of the episode and give this pearl of wisdom where he says that you can buy friends but they're like sneakers they cost way too much and don't last very long. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Up in our hideaway. You got it exactly. <laughs> I did love how Erie always had that uh, tie-in where they're like kind of the attic or whatever is this this home base yep. where you put all these artifacts from every episode yep. and uh, have like kind of evidence of each mysterious or weird thing that that popped up that week. Yes, I thought that was. And he's always uh, Marshall's journaling about the the goings on uh, of what we saw, and there's that voiceover element to that. Right. Um, just. Yeah, even the down to the scores, I was even noticing in this episode when Simon's walking to Mr. Wilson for the first time, just the the ominous like tones in the score and the music. It's like, man, you wouldn't like. It. That's one thing I love about shows targeted to kids in the '90s. A lot of there were a lot of shows that didn't like placate or like right. talk down. Like they were written intelligently and like had music that was you know more grown up and adult. That the themes were like interesting that's one thing i loved about are you afraid of the dark as yeah. well it was just 
just a great written show where each week was like a new adventure. You're right. Well, I also think, you know, I always hear a lot of times with Erie is that parents watch the show with their kids like in the 90s and, you know, they loved it. Like they got value out of it. They enjoyed it. It wasn't like some boring show that was talking down to their kids. You know, there was a lot of sort of overtones that harken back to all these shows that they had grown up on in the 60s and 70s. Plus, like you said, the music, the composing, the storyline hit on so many different levels that it was it was fun to watch. Depending, you know, it didn't depend really on what age you were. You enjoyed the show. Yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah. Um, so aside from that one episode, were there some key episodes or fun times that you still recall from Erie? That was one great experience that you uh, you always think about from working on that show. Well, I'll tell you, there's there's too many fun experiences. We just had an absolute blast. Every day coming to work was just a joy. But uh, I'll tell you, just because we're talking about Halloween, Scariest Home Video was another one of my favorites. <laughs> I mean, that was just such an amazing episode. My little brother getting sucked into the TV. Into oh, yeah, we get to meet Harley Holmes. Yeah, <laughs> my, the, for the one and only time in the series that uh, you meet my little brother and he gets sucked into a mummy uh, a mummy movie. But uh, working on that episode was so fun because, as you saw, they had all this fog. The fog entered the house. The fog was, like, all throughout the whole episode. So, you know, right before the director would call action, you know, the, they had these smoke guys and they would just be pumping mm-hmm. this smoke and we would be crawling through it, which, you know, probably wasn't the healthiest chemical wise. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, as a kid, it was so fun. You could hide yeah, beneath that thing. You could get behind people and scare them. It was a blast. <laughs> yeah, they had kind of a play in that one on uh, Boris Karloff. Right. Or, with, I think his name was like Boris Von Olaf. Yeah. <laughs> and they had Tony Jay playing him, you know, who was a, a brilliant oh, yeah. older British actor who, you know, he was been in a million movies himself. So, you know, he was great to work with. And, um, you know, in that sort of so you gave the rundown on, on the ATM episode in this one, Marshall and I have to uh, take care of my little brother um, over Halloween, which we're super bummed out about because we want to be out trick or treating. And (laughs) lo and behold, we turn on a a TV show just to sort of placate my little brother so we can uh, go out and have some fun. And what does he do? He bites down on the TV remote and gets sucked into a mummy movie. And the mummy ends up getting exported into our house. And we're, of course, terrified that the mummy is going to kill us. And we're trying to get my little brother out of the TV. Turns out the mummy is just an actor, a British actor, <laughs> and you know we don't know what to do. We got to figure out a way to get him back in the show and my brother out. And you know, fortunately, at the end, we figure out a way. Right before Marshall's parents come home and catch us, that uh, the mummy bites down on the TV remote, gets sucked back into the TV. Of course, it's it's not the mummy movie, but it's sort of like a hot lifeguard movie, which he's stoked about. And my little brother comes back home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely was a fun one and one that like was quick, quick paced and all kind of set within the house there Yeah, for the most part. So, um, but yeah, that was definitely a fun episode. I, I was laughing so hard when they're trying to figure out how 
Harley gets in the TV and, and they're like, oh, he bit down on the remote and it sucked him in. Right. <laughs> Didn't you love like the old uh, video camera as well? I mean, you know, now oh, yeah. if, like we shoot everything either on our iPhone or like super small video cameras. And, you know, back yeah. then in the early 90s, like if you wanted to record home movies, you had those those big oh, juggernaut yeah. video cameras that you had to put on your shoulder. I just love that. Yeah. We definitely had one of those in my house. Yeah, yeah, those are <laughs> so great. I, the Marty McFly style camcorder. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the, I mean, it just goes to show you though that you know even uh, the unfortunateness of this show being done after like one nineteen. You said nineteen episode run, but it, it, it's it held up so well that it was picked up almost a decade later and put back on TV and. Um, Seems like, yeah, you said it got to, like, number one at that point when it was rerunning again because kind of just had a good time slot and a good home uh, being on more of, like, a, a kid-centric block of TV. Right. I mean, that's exactly what it was. I think, you know, an audience will always appreciate great writing, great acting, and, uh, you know, really good storytelling. And I think Erie was just way ahead of its time. You know, it was really like the Twilight Zone for kids. And it was so well done and just I unfortunately NBC at the time just didn't get behind the show and didn't market it properly, didn't give it the right time slot. So when Fox Kids picked it up, you know, they just uh, they were able to put the all the right resources behind it. And, you know, the fans saw the show and just loved it. And so it immediately right away just jumped to number one. Yeah. And. Uh... I, I like we said before, people should definitely check this out, whether it's on Prime or iTunes. If you haven't watched Erie, Indiana before, definitely more people watch it. Maybe some people will notice up making those decisions, and like you said, maybe we can get this back. I'll tell you, <laughs> Lionsgate owns the uh, owns the rights to the show, so you know, please watch the show on Amazon Prime. Write good reviews, tweet about it, Instagram about it, Facebook about it. You know, tell Lionsgate TV you want to bring the show back. That's the only way it works. I'll tell you, we, uh, you know, I did Hey Arnold for years, and it was really the fans that brought the show back where we were able to do, uh, you know, the Jungle movie, which we did about a year and a half ago. And uh, yeah. it was only the fans that were able to bring it back. So in this era, it's like the fan base is so crucial. So I, I am so grateful to all the fans that, uh, that watch Erie and talk about it because. You know, my biggest joy would be bringing the show back. Yeah, definitely. And it, it, people can even look at I'm, – I'm on IMDb right now and just going through some of the people that were – that you would have worked with that were also on Erie, Indiana. There's kind of like a who's who of character actors. Oh, yeah. Um, for the time. And uh, we got – I mean, even John Ashton took over as Radford at one point, it looks like. Yeah, John Ashton. The, the, world, the world of stuff. Yes, <laughs> he was amazing. I mean, you know, John Ashton from, uh, you know, every film and television show out there. Yeah, yeah. He also played, like, I think he was in the in Batman at right. one point. I mean, what a, what a brilliant um, actor. Ray Walston, you know, was in it. Uh, um, you know, Gregory Itzen. I mean, we're talking about legendary character actors that I had the the great fortune to be able to work with. So, you know, we just had incredible talent on the show. I mean, Tobey Maguire was in the show. You know, obviously he's gone on to be a superstar. So, I mean, it was just filled with with wonderful talent all the way around. Yeah, wonderful. And as you touched on, people also, would, whether they know it or not, they would have loved you in Hey Arnold. And it looks like, you know, you've done a lot of voice work over the years and you're still doing that to this day. And, um 
yeah, you've had a, a wonderful career, and it's been awesome speaking with you tonight. I, I know you're even running off here to get your voice on something tonight, so I don't want to hold you too long. No, I appreciate but, it. I appreciate it. It's, yeah. it's great to talk to you, Joshua, and, and uh, you know, I'm a fan of your guys' podcast and your Facebook and your Instagram. I love you guys talking about the 90s. I mean, I got to oh, tell yeah. you, it's my favorite decade, so I, I'm, just, oh, I'm, I'm a, a fan just like everybody else. I miss that time. Yeah, Justin, thanks for following Oh, I Had That as well. And, you know, it's been a pleasure speaking with you. Maybe we can do this again and speak on something else. And maybe, hey, even we can get together and celebrate when they bring back Erie. I look forward to it. <laughs> I look forward to it. Cheers to that. I look forward to it. Let's let's make it happen. Anytime you want to talk about, uh, hey, Arnold, or picket fences or the 90s in general or, you know, when we bring back Erie, let's, let's hop on another uh, call and make it happen. Yeah, for sure. And we'd like to thank uh, Justin Shankaro for joining us tonight. Uh, once again, you've been listening to the Oh, I Had That podcast. I'm Joshua. Thank you, Justin. Thank you. Until next time.